All right, everybody. When we talk about dedication to your field, delivered with style and finesse, we are talking about our next guest. By way of Spokane, Washington, residing in and caring for the people of San Antonio, we have with us today board certified nurse practitioner and owner of Stellar Health and Wellness, Tracy D in the power plant with us today. How you living? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Thank you for your time. And let's get plugged in. Okay. Right. We are charged to do two things. One, discover our gift. And two, share that gift with the world. And right now there's somebody out there who is buried underneath the weight of a false narrative they believe about themselves. And they're going to see this and they're going to say, I identify with her. She is from where I'm at. And I'm not talking about geographical location. I'm talking about mindset and I'm talking about a set of circumstances. So Tracy D., this is your hour to amp the people up with the power of your story. Let's electrify them. I'm pretty sure I got this one. <laughs> All right. Knowing what you know now, what would you tell the 18-year-old version of yourself? And if you would give us a glimpse as to what was going on in her life at that time. Okay, absolutely. Well, first, I'll give you a little history about myself. Um, I am one of six children. Uh, all of my siblings are now either incarcerated or in rehab or in uh, have been deceased, have passed away. Um, I had lost two sisters uh, over the last couple of years, one of them to drug addiction and alcohol addiction, and one of them to uh, ovarian cancer. My uh, younger younger brother is currently serving a 30-year prison sentence. So we all grew up in the same household, but we obviously took different paths in our lives. Right. Um, and with that came a lot of pressure for me uh, being the one successful one, uh, becoming a homeowner and getting an education and pursuing my master's degree, now being a business owner. Yes. So um, I've had growing up in poverty, growing up on welfare, uh, growing up in the hood, um, it, that has tremendously affected um, how I turned out, turned out in life, I guess. Yeah. Um, what I would say to my 18-year-old self is, First of all, it's so important that we establish boundaries. I can't stress that enough. You have to establish boundaries for your life, and that's with your family members, with your friends, within your community, whatever yeah. setting you may be in in school. Uh, we need to do that from an early age, and I think it's something that children should be taught in elementary school yeah. because uh, if we don't establish boundaries for ourselves, we get um, abused, mm -hmm. uh, neglected. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a standard, a standard of care, what we call it in medicine, when you're taking care of a patient with a certain condition. Well, there's standards of care for my life and for your life. You come need on. to come be in a relationship with me or a friendship with me or a mentorship with me. And there has to be clear, defined boundaries and rules. Uh, also, what I think is very important is 
from a young age, people need to be taught what is acceptable behavior. And that goes hand in hand, I believe, with setting those boundaries. Yeah. So uh, we really have to educate ourselves on what is appropriate behavior and what is not. And you don't yeah. have to have a master's degree to uh, learn what a narcissistic personality uh, right. traits are or, you know, some of the things that our parents can put on us or our peers can put on us. We don't just have to take and absorb everything that people bring at us. We have the right to say this is unacceptable behavior for me. This is a boundary. If you can't respect that boundary, I can't be aligned with you or yeah. I have to love you from a distance. And I've had to do that multiple times in my life in order to get where I need to be. Come on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, what was going on with you at 18, if you don't mind sharing? Well, in my community, if you didn't have a child uh, by the age of 16, there was something wrong with you. Uh, everybody dropped out of school and uh, got pregnant. We got on public assistance, welfare, food stamps, Medicaid. That that was just the norm uh, for for my community. My mother was on welfare for 23 years. She raised us kids on welfare. And uh, so I was determined from a young age that I would have a job and have a different lifestyle. Because on, for anyone who doesn't know what welfare is like or public assistance, the government gives you a a check, basically a check once a month that comes on the first of the month. Right. And the amount of money you get depends on how many kids you have and all that. Um, but that money is gone by the fifth of the month. And you just learn to live without for the rest of the month. There is no money management skills. There is no saving for anything because every there's more month at the end of the money. Okay. So... And that's caused financial problems for me as an adult, because as soon as I got money, I had to get rid of it because right. that's how I was raised. You know, uh, it was like, oh, I got, you know, a $2,500 tax return. I need to go get rid of it because that's how right. I was raised. The money came on the first and it was gone on the fifth. So uh, at the age of 18, that was my lifestyle. I had uh, my first child at the age of 16. Okay. Um, and I went on public assistance, but I was determined not to stay there. So I got a job at McDonald's at 16, and I I've worked for 30 years for other people. I'm 47 now, and I just started my own practice. Uh, but if somebody could have told me years ago that there's another option, you know, uh, there are many other options, actually, that you don't have to live the way that you are raised. You know, mm. I'm saying uh, lies above your raising. Uh, I really right. feel proud of myself that I've been able to accomplish that. And it's my goal to help other people do the same thing. You don't have to stay uh, in the patterns that your parents or grandparents um, and your siblings, you know, uh, have been accustomed to and have just adopted as their lifestyles. So I was really I hope struggling. People are listening to this because there's a pattern here. We're hearing determination. I don't like where I'm at. Setting boundaries and and not accepting what it is that you're being handed. See, it is imperative that we have people like you out showing and leading by example, and then willing to help somebody who has been where you have been. And the next question is, 
Can you tell us the story of how you discovered your gift, that gift that lives within you? Well, uh, that occurred from a very young age as well. Um, I was growing up in poverty, wearing the same clothes every day of the year, you know, um, to school. Uh, the I wore the poverty on me. Okay, mm. so I I, mm. I couldn't take it off. People could see my face and my personality, but they still saw the dirty clothes and the smelly clothes. And mm. you know, my teacher would fix my hair in the morning when I would show up to school, and yeah. uh, the principal would suggest that you know I try and find a different shirt, you know, somehow yard sales. So when you have these adults uh, that you're not related to that are trying to help you and you're just yeah. a kid, you know, yeah. so um, you don't really, you don't really understand it at a young age, but be the lack of attention that I got at home being, you know, raised in that situation, I felt the opposite in my school environment. So I was elected student body president of my elementary school in the sixth yeah. grade, even though I wore the same, you know, that's, holy that's, shoes. That uh, I was such a friendly um, student, a kid. I just, I loved people. I loved my um environment my I loved learning I had a passion for learning uh, but at home that meant zero okay right my, unfortunately and I don't necessarily blame my mother she was going through whatever she was going through that kept her in that locked in place where she had no hope and no energy and no desire for anything better that was just the lifestyle she accepted for herself right so um I think, uh, you know, being experiencing kind of two sides, uh, you know, where at home you're really nobody, you're just an extra mouth to feed. And at school, they put you on this pedestal where you're elected president against, you know, the right. rich kids and right. all that. Um, and my mother actually told me when I was in the eighth grade, she said, you don't have to go to school anymore because I never finished the eighth grade. Uh, I don't expect you to, but I love school. So I was like, why would I quit school? I am a straight A student, president, all this stuff. But that was her level of comfort and understanding mm. and not being able to dream anything bigger for herself. Wow. So that is what led you to discover your gift for caring for others. That, that, that's what started it, huh? Well, I would say the way others cared for me. It inspired oh, okay. me. It inspired me to okay. be a caregiver. I've been. I'm a natural born caregiver. I believe. Um, yeah. You know, I yeah. started my medical career as a home health aide, working for hospice patients. I would go into the homes and sit with terminally ill patients, sometimes that had no family members, and I would be the person sitting next to them when they passed. Um, you know, and that was at a very young age. So I always had a heart for other people and it got me out of my environment where we at home, we didn't really care about anybody else in the outside world. All we cared about was that check coming on the first. Come on. So um, I think the way other people cared for me and that's what I hope to accomplish. You know, I've mentored a lot of young women, uh, young men uh, that wanted a career in medicine or nursing and they were in my same position. They had no, nobody encouraging them and telling them they could have a different life. Um, you know, and I've seen several graduate with their nursing degrees and go on to have just wonderful 
you know, success stories of their own. And I don't take credit for that. It's the people that did that for me that said, you can go to medical school or nursing school or become an engineer. And I wasn't getting that at home from the people who knew me the, the best. I was getting it from people who weren't blood related, people, you know, who just saw in me something that I didn't. And let's yeah. see, I'm going to challenge you on that. Okay. You okay. said it wasn't coming from the people who knew you the best. Mm -hmm. I'm going to challenge you on that because sometimes when you're around the people that you're raised with, mm -hmm. they project onto you themselves. Oh, and yes. the people that knew you the best were the people that saw you in your element. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I'm going to challenge you on that one. Oh, because I, I Challenge accepted, B. You are absolutely correct because let me tell you, the way I sum it up from my experience in my household as a as a young child was, and even as an adult, is you know misery loves company. So, in the case of my family and my environment, where everyone was on welfare and wanted expected everyone else to be on welfare. We were all expect, you know, you're kind of a sellout if you say you're going to go to college, you know, why go to, why would you go to college when you get free money every month and you get a food stamp card, you know? So I'm, you are absolutely correct. Those people saw me and they still do, uh, you know, in my, in my natural environment of what I love, caring for yeah. people, being me, um, so I appreciate that. You shed some light on it in a different way that I hadn't really thought of. Well, I mean, that's that's what we do for each other when we shine the light. Next question, because this is powerful. Uh, can you tell us the story of how you discovered you had a responsibility to share that gift that you've been given? Wow, <laughs> that's that's a deep one. Um it goes, I'm so grateful for my life. Yeah. Watching my younger siblings pass away or suffer mm. from addiction, suffer from, you know, incarceration, in and out of jail, in and out of prison their whole lives. It just really made me appreciate my freedoms. Mm. Even, even deeper than that, when I step outside of my clinic at night, you know, I have a late night where I close down and I go outside and I look up at the moon and I see that moon as the same moon that my ancestors looked up at. And my, I'm, I am African-American. Some people, you know, think I'm Puerto Rican or Hispanic, but uh, my father's African-American, my mother's Caucasian. So uh, the struggle, I realized that there's a Tracy D in my bloodline from years ago, centuries ago, that looked up at that same moon and never even imagined that she could have the life that I have. So I think that is the most important thing as far as I have, I'm still alive on this earth and living, breathing, and they have passed, my younger sisters have passed, they passed at age 31 and 32. So I will not take this opportunity for granted that I have been given a good, I have built and been given a good life and I walk with pride, not of myself, but of what my ancestors went through. Yeah. Uh, so that I think that's what makes me a, a really good caregiver is that I genuinely care about people. <laughs> I hope y'all are listening. Like this is some next level. 
I'm gonna just move on because I. Mm. I genuinely, I should say, I genuinely care about people, and I care about people's struggles. But I yeah. care about, I care about rising above the struggle because we all have them. Absolutely. Like I said about our ancestors, they never imagined that they could have, you know, say a home with an in-ground pool or something, or even the freedoms that we get, uh, you know, to just travel about freely. Uh, so that is so important to me to never forget that somebody paid a serious price for me to be able to do this today. Absolutely. And, and to that fact, I think sometimes we don't go back far enough when we talk about our ancestors, That's because right. we didn't start out the way that we showed up here. You know what I mean? But that's a whole nother topic. But um, next question is, how did you make belief reality? Like there was a point in time that you had this, this dream, like I can achieve more. How did you make that dream reality? Coming from a place where you didn't have the skills, you didn't have anybody like to naturally tell you these things. How did you make belief reality? Well, um, I'll tell you the input from those teachers and principals and people, community leaders, not necessarily people, you know, my neighbors and stuff, but community leaders. I went to the library a lot when I was a kid. I hung out at the, you know, East Central Community Center. And yeah. I always had people tell me, you have so much potential. You're smart, you're friendly, you're genuine. That I had so many people that planted those seeds. And that's why it's important for us to really be encouragers because yeah. these young people, young people, adults, anything, you just yeah. never know what somebody is going through. And just one small sentence of you have so much potential could really impact somebody. Um, you know, so that I think is the first and most important thing is that helped me uh, to make my belief a reality is because other people told me that about myself. Wow. You know, uh, but as I became an adult and I struggled, I'm going to tell you right now, it took me 15 years to get my nursing degree because I had one side pulling me, my community, my background saying, you, you're not good enough. You don't belong in nursing mm -hmm. school. What are you doing mm -hmm. trying to trying to take uh, organic chemistry? You're not you, you belong over here with your community, with having multiple children on public assistance, depending on the government, like, so the internal demons, you know, but then I had to on the outside and I say, well, I read a book about somebody that did this, that came from an even worse situation than me and became, you know, the chief medical officer at yeah. Harvard Medical School or something, you know? Yeah. So uh, I had this constant pull and I just decided to go with, you know what? I'm going to say I can, I can do it. And Great. one thing that is, that I uh, mastered as an adult in turning belief into reality is I envisioned and imagined everything that I have in my life right now. I imagined owning my own. I imagined wearing this white coat. I would fall asleep imagining walking into a patient's room with this white coat with my credentials on it. Yeah. Um, I, imagined, I imagined sitting by the pool and just enjoying my children and my family, you know, things that we just didn't do. You know, we didn't, we were, Literally, when I came home from school in the sixth grade, all of our belongings were on the front lawn. And I'm like, what's going on? Well, we're getting evicted and the sheriff's coming at midnight to 
get us off this property. Like those are the kinds of trauma experiences yeah. that I had. So I was very determined, like, I'm never going to let that happen uh, to, to me or my children. Um, so turning the belief into a reality has so much to do with your mindset. So much to do. For y'all who are listening, there's a, again, there's a pattern. There's a formula here. Please pay attention. It doesn't matter where you're at right now. It matters where you see yourself. Yes. And, and we have somebody, a living testimony right here in Tracy D. I applaud you for all the things that you're doing, for taking the time to not only do it for yourself, but to give back to help others. Um, Last question, what would you like to share with the listeners about what's on your current uh, current situation or on your horizon and where they can interact with you uh, with the online community or locally? Okay, well, um, on the horizon, I've recently opened my own practice, Stellar Care Health and Wellness. Uh, we're in the Northeast San Antonio Garden Ridge area, if you're familiar okay. with that. Yes. Um, but when I was looking for a place for my practice, my practice, I was determined not to have a medical feel like a concrete jungle uh, atmosphere where you go and sit in a waiting room and, you know, you're looking at some magazines that are four years old. So I'm very proud. Um, I My clinic is actually set up in a little cottage in Bracken, across from Bracken Village in Garden Ridge area. Uh, it's a very positive, fun environment. Uh, the people that work with me are very, the same like-minded, you know, oh. appreciative of every single client that comes in that we get to bless. And I have handpicked the people that work with me for that reason, because yeah. they're also natural born caregivers and they know, uh, you know, they know what I expect. They know what our clients expect. And it's not a front. It's not a fake. We just love taking care of people. These nurses that I handpicked from my you know, several years experience yeah. working with them that I yeah. knew like, this is who I want on this venture. And I reached out to them and said, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I really want you to be a part of it. So uh, on the horizon, we look to expand, you know, I'd love to have a stellar care, new Braunfels. I'd like to be in some areas uh, that aren't as accessible to healthcare. You know, Texas has okay. 65 counties uh, that do not have access to primary care. And while I'm not a primary care physician or a primary care provider, I still uh, care very much about my community and about health yeah. and wellness. My number one goal is to help decrease the incidence of high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, obesity in my community. So I have weight loss programs. I also do IV hydration to help boost immunity, uh, help with energy issues, fatigue, all kinds of issues. I do aesthetics as well. You know, being a woman that's almost 50 years old, I really care about how I look. And so, you yeah. know, we do the Botox, yeah. we do lip filler, we do things, uh, other things cosmetically, but my passion is really helping people that live with the optimal health. Um, and B, before, uh, I, I just want to say I forgot to mention something about the belief um, to reality. If you can see behind me, these are vision boards. I don't know if, if you've yeah. ever heard of vision boards. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm a big believer in vision boards. And you can't see this one that's off to the side, but this is the one that I made uh, when I was working in the emergency room as a nurse. And I made this one and almost, almost 
everything on this board has come to fruition. I received my degree. I've got a diploma or a degree. I put that up there. Um, My business allows me to have a life that I love. I put that on there five years ago. Uh, A a mission trip to Haiti is on there. Uh, My house with the in-ground pool, I just finished that about two months ago. Uh, My my dream car that I got as a graduation gift is on that vision board. So really, uh, not only with the mindset, you know, of falling asleep with your visions and your dreams, you have to have it like shadowing you all the time. As I sit here on my computer, those dreams are right there with me. And so I just wanted to add that um, because I truly believe in it. It's because it's the truth. Where can uh, people find you online? Is there a way that they can? Yes. My my website is www.stellarcaresa.com. You can go on there and see all of the services that I offer. All of the prices are on there. Right now we have some amazing discounts just to get people in and so that I can talk to them about their health goals. And I'm not, I don't want to pressure people, but I also want to bring the reality to them of how much, you know, obesity and diabetes can really affect, you know, your lifespan, your energy levels, your, how long you have to be with your children and your loved ones, you know, so uh, it's sometimes tough conversations, but my patients do love me for that. So I'm very proud of it. So we want to respect your time, but people hear what hear what the love that's coming from this experience and this beautiful story look at what can happen when you when you apply that what it is that you've learned positively to your life check miss tracy d out online locally and get taken care of from the inside and out. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. You can call me. You can jump on the website. You can book online. Even if you want a free consultation, just go on the website, click book now, set up an appointment with me. I would love to meet you and talk to you one-on-one and see if there's some way I can help you achieve your health goals and your your life goals. Yes. God bless you. And thank you for being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Oh, you know, got to have you back later just to, to, to see the progress. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I appreciate that. Well, everybody stay connected to your positive aspirations, dreams, and goals and make belief reality. All right. Take care. Thank you. To change the narrative in your life, take the next step. Invest in yourself and book a life strategy coaching session with me at www.beliefinteriordesign.com. Let's start the journey of making belief reality.